0: My name is Tor Masamuni, the Shredder from the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and you are listening to the Canned Air podcast.
2: Another episode of Candair, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about his comic, Robots and Princesses, which is going to be launching any day now on Kickstarter, Todd Matthew. Thanks so much for being with us, Todd.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: We got a good show lined up for you guys today on our Retro Roundtable, Fictional Weapons. This just kind of hit me over the weekend. Like, I can't believe we haven't done that. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. They yep. really are. Something Every we'll fictional
1: to... character. It's defined by a weapon. Uh,
2: Where do you even start? I don't even think saying scratching the surface is uh, good enough. We're not even doing that. This is something we can talk about over and over and over. So, why not start now? I know I said last week we were going to do summer theme, but we'll pick up the summer theme next week. Summer
1: weapons summer weapons ooh Jeez, super soakers that not. doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense <laughs> water pistols yeah there you are water pistols it's only gonna get summerier as time goes on so you know we we next week let's we'll do summer early. songs the, the oh, songs of summer
2: it, Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 then in our comic vault we're gonna go around the table talking about some comics what do we got guys anything good I've got DC Rebirth The Button Part 1 mm, I've heard nothing but good about Rebirth The Devil You Know
3: Oh, Frank Mueller. Yeah, huh? something about here in last episode, last week, his name popped up. I thought I'd yeah. check in on that.
2: Uh, Fall Streak was a, uh, a Kickstarter reward to last week's. As yes, a hell, right? Of thing, Fall yeah, Streak. Yeah, for sure. And then we're going to turn our full attention over to Todd and talk robots versus princesses. So let's kick it off with this week's Retro Round Table. And here we go.
0: <laughs>
1: all right guys, favorite fictional weapons. Where do we start? If we're talking favorite, my vote has to go to the BFG 9000 Doom. <laughs>
0: I was thinking about that earlier today. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the one for me. It just like it all comes back to that. It's got all the things that are best about a fantasy weapon. It's impractical, it's more destructive Why don't than explain, I don't know what it is. Explain it, is. it for uh, Oh my god. Uh, those not using know. it in the game. No, all right. The BFG 9000. First appeared in the video game Doom. The Aridge stands for, depending on where you read it, uh, like a big friendly giant, big friendly giant, or big fucking gun, yeah. nine thousand. And this thing was so wildly destructive, they had to create some kind of weird code sequence to even handle how it damaged things. There was this series of processes that went through, like it would shoot out an invisible spread of 40 lines that if they contacted a monster would deal X amount of damage, but because of the way it was programmed, if you turned around really fast, you could blow up the room behind you too. Oh, it's crazy. (laughs) Looks like a giant car engine covered in LED lights with like a vacuum tube at the very end. Fires this big explosive (laughs) green ball of plasma. That sounds awesome. Oh, it's beautiful. Did they do it justice in the Doom movie with the Rock? No. 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 no, that was garbage. I just
3: remember yeah. it being a big gun.
1: It was, it was a big a gun, but like speed that speed. was it. Yeah, and it yeah. shot some kind of blue corrosive whatever. Get- you should have been alluded to that, though, by the simple fact that The Rock was in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're making a
2: Doom movie <gasps>
1: with The Rock. Oh. oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five dollar bear. The rise and fall <laughs> of my interest in Doom. <laughs>
2: Todd, what about you? Favorite fictional weapon?
0: I'm going with right now. Form blazing sword the blazing sword of Voltron baby yeah. Ooh,
2: so that is what it nice. is I just started watching Voltron this weekend the new uh, series the it's new course. series yeah it's good is not it what I've seen was really good yeah they're there I know it's they don't call it a zord a megazord but I can't remember what they call the big robot it's so much more uh, practical looking than the Power Rangers sword like how <laughs> the hands are the opening you know the mouths, the mouths of the, of the lions. tigers yeah. lines opening closing yeah
0: I mean, that thing, when that thing showed up, you just knew, okay, this fight's over.
3: Pretty much, yeah. It's like
0: yeah. the
2: win button they press when they ran out of animation money. <laughs> I went to my buddy's oh, yeah. house over the weekend, and he just got the, the whole Voltron mm-hmm. robot, and it's assembled from all the smaller ones. And uh, he pressed the button on its chest, and he goes, still missing right leg! Like, all dramatic, but, you know... <laughs> Left leg not
3: attached, or something to that effect. It was funny. <laughs> I should have that when we were at the store the other day, and she was like, <gasps> We oh, would have bought all five of them if they had them all, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she was, that's her it's favorite. the thrill of the hunt. You get yeah. a few, and then you go hunting for the rest. I'm like, you won't you find the Black Lion that easy. It's not going to be that easy. Yeah.
0: Well, the Black Lion Key was the hardest to find in the original series, but they didn't have it as a set?
3: no. No.
2: Like 20 bucks, yeah. My buddy had the pieces together, yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, maybe maybe they do sell as a
2: set, but they, yeah, they might. Yeah, I'm I'm sure
1: they probably would rather go for the hunt, though. On Uh, the subject of swords, uh, Master Sword Legend of Zelda, I feel like Uh, that deserves honorable mention Mm -hmm. at least. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, (laughs) and you could, but you just would send out the blast, like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that noise it made in the Super Nintendo version. And even in the regular NES, it was like, bam! You know?
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> the sound effect was half the reward when you actually got it. Yeah. Yeah. You hold on to it for, like, the first two boards, and then you get pricked oh. by a cactus or something like Oh,
0: there it goes. Yep. And then it's just going, <laughs> shh.
2: Yep. Okay, here's one. And now, I don't know if this necessarily classifies as a weapon, though I did see Batman use it in weapon form a few different times is his grappling gun from the animated Mm. series. Oh, that's the best. Something about that thing just... Not probably just with me, but with everyone, resonated big time. Like, it was the coolest thing just to have another. Your belt.
1: Yeah, it's like the combination uh, of the sound, you know, like that, and then like the sound of the rope tightening, you get like that tension. And just the
2: construction of the device itself. I mean, it's not like, uh, what was it in the Michael Keaton Batman? He pulled out, like, what looked like a pistol.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, in the animated yeah. one, it, like, Went over the front of his knuckles. He held it almost like. a
2: Kind of, dust yeah, and it like had a thumb button on the yeah, side, yeah. and it like came up between his two fingers there. It, oh, oh, it was awesome! It was freaking cool. And I, yeah. there was a few instances where he like shot it into a car door and hit a button, and it would deliver <laughs> like an, an electrical r- charge <laughs> or something. Oh, it was awesome. Where does he get those wonderful toys? <laughs> where indeed, Jake? Where indeed?
0: Spider-Man's web shooters.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Very yeah. same <laughs> uh, same part of the cosmos there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, think,
2: think of—what if Spider-Man wasn't brilliant and acquired these powers and didn't have the know-how to build the web shooters? Would he be quite as impactful as a hero? No, he'd
1: just be the most successful mugger in New York, I think. Think probably. so? <laughs> yeah. Mm. If he didn't have, like, that intelligence and moral compass. No, he's, well, no,
2: he has his moral compass still, let's say. But okay. He just doesn't have the intelligence needed to build the
1: web Then he'd shooter, be just so. like— Guy who beats up criminals, man. I don't think he'd have a theme even <laughs> like he's Superman Mr. before Stigio pop culture. so yeah, he can fly
2: and he's just jumping everywhere. I'm
3: a wall walker.
0: He'd be, he'd be more confined, probably to like a two mile radius. I think, <laughs> depending on how much he can, how good he can jump. If he can still jump between buildings,
1: boy, but this what a well protected radius that would be.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So he'd be like uh like Casey Jones or whatever. Wherever he is, that area is getting protected. I just said that off the top of my head.
2: And without his web shooter getting up really high, it would probably be a lot more difficult. Yeah, I he
0: mean, could
1: get up high. And I think this the, would take some time. Getting down would be more of an issue at that point. you would probably be better off just sticking around Queens. Yeah. And, and yeah. That point, <laughs> you know. Pick a burrow, protect it.
2: Oh, man. Jack, what do you got?
3: I don't know if it's considered a weapon. But it's a gun—the portal gun from Portal. Yes. Oh, yeah. All from Portal. The yeah.
2: possibilities are endless. I think thought you were going to say Rick and Morty, but I
3: mean, I guess it's the same essential. Is, uh, I had that <laughs> one in mind
1: too, but the portal gun, I think, would be more fun. I guess. Never buy gas again. You can rob banks. You can suck your own dick. All kinds of things. You just never know what <laughs> no. you can do with <laughs> a portal. One on low on the wall,
3: one
2: high on the there low, you
3: go. <laughs> Your own personal glory hole. Whenever you want.
2: <laughs> this is the future. Wow. Oh, but the thing with the portal gun is, you'd have it and you'd be like, okay, this is freaking cool. And you know, you start using it. To, okay, I'm not driving to work. I'm gonna teleport to work or to the store or wherever. But then you want to start going. Well, I better take full advantage of this thing. I'm gonna see what the top of Everest looks like.
1: You zap up there and the. Fucker breaks, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna freeze up. Yeah. You here, better you know? have a contingency plan yeah. for if you can't just portal your way home, you know, yeah. leapfrog different surfaces. Well, you'd have to be able to shoot it to the top of the Everest. You can't, it doesn't just show.
0: Well, doesn't it have, I mean, I don't know anything about the, the portal gun, but I like the idea because teleportation is the superpower I'd like. Same. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe that you gotta keep this charged. So before you go to a place of potential danger, like, Everest where you can freeze to death I would think you'd want to have a full battery
1: oh sure this is
2: true but I, I just think of like the Twilight Zone like the guy who was the last person in the world and he it's had all the books <laughs> and his was glasses time. broke <laughs> I mean it's like oh, wow I'm on Everest I can go
1: anywhere and then yeah. it breaks like at my feet like why and you, you, you could tracking. only go as far as you could shoot the thing but at the end of the second game you fire it Onto the surface of the moon from the surface of the earth. Oh, yeah. So I think that, like, visual range, the curvature of the earth is your only limit when mm. it comes to how far you can jump mm. with that thing. So, never really got that cool. far in
3: the game. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's worth it. You get too frustrated with some of those puzzles. Okay, here's one.
2: How about you guys remember in uh, DuckTales, Gizmo Duck? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His whole outfit, He'd, all he had to say was the word blathering. Was it blather? blather blathering. Smithes, smithes, blather Skypes? Blather I thought it was. Is that what? What? And uh, it would just like no matter where now. this outfit was, as soon as he said that word, this thing would just like take motion and like fly to him and assemble onto him, kind of like Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, and uh, he was cool. I thought he was cool. I always wanted that, that little one
1: rollerball thing he had yeah. going, his, so his unicycle balanced yeah. and safe. Yeah. It's like Rosie from the Jetsons, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Inspector Gadget's suit. Oh, oh It's, it's not even in suit, his
2: yeah, arsenal. That's, yeah. that's him. That's yeah. all Inspector him.
1: Ga- he is a weapon. <laughs> he is. Yeah. You got the helicopter thing, which is like endlessly useful. Got the Extendo arms. Go gadget, go. Extendo neck. You could suck your own dick. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, here's I've uh, been going in the same vein where Gizmo
1: Duck is a weapon. Weapon X, Wolverine. I mean,
2: oh, yeah. he was a uh,
1: he was a weapon. Can't beat that. If That's... you could somehow control Wolverine in a weaponized capacity, you pretty much win, right? I mean, yeah, I feel
2: like an asshole for throwing him in this category right now. It's just like, oh, look what I got in there. You weren't thinking that, <laughs> oh, huh? Cool. Kiss my ass. Thinking outside, Wolverine.
1: <laughs> okay, I got one. I got Don't one.
3: Don't let him hear that.
1: <laughs> right. The Marine Pulse Rifle from the Alien series. Uh, the big. How is yeah, that going to help you suck yeah. a dick? Whoa, whoa! You didn't let me finish. <laughs> but no, it's every time I think about like fantasy firearms, like what's your perfect weapon? I always go back to that, not because it ever seemed very effective or especially powerful compared to other weapons, but for that fantastic sound it makes mm, when yeah. you fire. It doesn't even really sound like a gun. It sounds yeah. like one of those old inkjet printers going you know? <laughs> <laughs> things got a 100 round clip no iron sights it is not built for accuracy mm. this is purely a spray and pray weapon and something about that is just magical
0: but it doesn't really work against things that have acid for blood
1: <laughs> that is a factor you still gotta deal with uh, acid blood
0: float all over the place and get ya <laughs> I
1: still got a cool gun that's true right. <laughs>
2: okay here's uh here's one that I always wanted doc ox tentacles, oh yeah, oh, yeah, That's that would awesome. be fun to have. You could climb anyway without getting yourself dirty, you know. Four hands at your disposal to do whatever you want, the dirtiest to work, and you could be in there in a
1: white suit. That's it. You could be eating a sandwich while your arms construct a miniature mm-hmm. sun that kills your wife or all kinds of things. <laughs> or play with your penis. <laughs> yeah. You can <could> even <laughs> compress your spine and push yourself. we got to talk when this episode's over. Fair enough. No, it's not the first time I've heard that today. Oh, my God.
2: Uh, who's next? Uh, Todd, what else you got?
0: Thor's hammer.
2: Nice. Oh, well, that's a weapon. Yeah. That's Man. a weapon. I'm anxious to see in that trailer, it looks like uh, it, gets it gets shattered, shattered yeah. so what's our yeah, big boy yeah, going to do it without much.
1: it, huh? No? Even yeah, though it's that. made of Uru, one of the most powerful substances in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah,
0: if he just got the soul gem, that could be a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay. What else we got? How about um, Samus's gun arm from Metroid? Oh, in the Power same suit vein as, like, uh, Mega Man. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? From no. the beginning of Skip the game or later
3: on in the game?
2: Uh, later
1: on the, when you get all the, <laughs> the upgrades, like the <laughs> Electro Gun and the Plasma. Electro- no, I want to go with Mega Man's arm cannon instead, because that's a better one. Is it? I like Mega Man more than Sam's. Well Unless you shoot,
3: like, one at a time. You need
2: uh, to yeah, it. Like every Sam's time you have- kill
1: something, you devour their soul and programming <laughs> and you fire whatever they're known for.
2: That's true. That And then your gun takes on that capability. I forgot about that. I can't even believe we forgot this weapon
1: son of a bitch right <laughs>
2: I, was I was trying, was trying to stay bah. away from
1: star wars a little bit oh look at oh, this look guy. at Mr. Pretentious. no <laughs> star wars over here this is one of the best weapons ever it's like the supreme fantasy weapon that it
2: is though very impractical no, impractical like uh it's like i i think i've told you before i had a buddy who had samurai swords like sharp as shit swords <laughs> And I just think, okay, they're kinda cool, but like I would never want to get near it if I had it. Like it Yeah. Like what would, would you do with s- it? Most I would cut my limbs off is yeah. what would happen.
3: Watch this, I can swing it.
2: Whoa! Ouch! <laughs> and as easy it was as it would be to probably do that swinging a sword around, if you had a lightsaber, you'd probably just lop your fingers off and not even know you did.
1: As it. soon as you get a lightsaber, it would just be a countdown until you accidentally cut off your own junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at least then it. you can yeah. suck. It. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Let alone
3: cutting yourself, but anything else around the house that you might bump it into. Yeah, at least with a
1: lightsaber, it'll cauterize the wound and you won't bleed out. You just live a tortured half life without whatever part of your body you just lost. It's bad Lorraine Bobbitt didn't have that back in the 90s. Remember her?
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep.
2: For those of you who don't know, Lorraine Bobbitt cut off her husband's penis and threw it into a cornfield. Oh,
1: yeah. Wow.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't permanent, though.
1: Didn't didn't reattach? No, they, they reattached, it? Yeah. They reattached yeah. it, and then he was in some. He kind was of a porno porn movie. Yeah. John Wayne, Bobbitt. Are you serious?
2: He mm-hmm. porn after. Like because of that situation, then launched his porn career, or was he
3: already yeah. in porn? No, it launched it
2: after.
0: No, I I forget. I think it was like what, because he was having affairs. I I don't know, but it was.
3: They're just capitalizing
2: on a Frankenstein cock, is yeah, what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. I think exactly. that's what it was called. If I'm not
1: misled, like the movie he was in. Well, like this Franken- table would no Dick better. Or something. <laughs> well, I mean, I
0: haven't seen it, so.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's I hope good. before they reattached
2: it, he you know, at least took a moment to suck it. Remember, oh, man. What is <laughs> up with <laughs> you <Sorry>. tonight? <laughs> I'm bro. That was the last one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. I have learned about that from Weird Al Yankovic.
2: That's exactly what I was going to say. He did the uh, cover of yeah, that.
0: The, yeah, the headline news, which was a tribute, like, making fun of uh, crash test dummies. Yeah. Where he talked about um, who, the, the kid that got caned.
2: Oh, in Switzerland, who uh, was spray painting. And uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, yeah, that whole situation. Yeah, Tonya
0: Harding. And then he's like, and then there was this guy who... Made his wife so mad one night that she cut off his weird
3: <laughs> I forgot about that one.
2: It's so funny that this comes up today because I just listened to that song like last week. Like I was sitting in here on a Saturday, messing with music and crash test dummy. came original one, And then I thought, I got to hear the Weird Al version. <laughs> so. Weird Al's
0: version is so much better.
2: Uh, agreed. Agreed. What else we got, boys? Anything else? Chewy's Bowcaster. Ooh, that's oh, cool one. Yeah, that'd be fun to have. So any so any laser-wielding gun, gun would be moon. fun to yeah, have. Yeah. Some kind of energy the, weapon.
0: How about the steel chair from Pro Wrestling? What's it from? Pro Wrestling.
2: Oh, I don't know what the steel chair is. Oh,
0: yeah. Many of guy has been felled by a steel folding chair to the head. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: a folding mm-hmm. chair, yeah. <laughs> the simplest things can be weapons.
1: I know.
0: Yeah, That's not
2: fictional. That's nonfiction. <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh,
1: <laughs> We're in a gray area. a fine line here. I
2: think our, uh, a lot of our listenership might
1: debate that. <laughs> How about um, Aquaman's Trident? Ooh. It has all sorts of magical properties, right? Just a it,
0: trident in general. I mean, right. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's think of where Captain James Hook would be without
2: his infamous hook. And there you yeah. go. Was he hooked before he had the hook? Did it just so happen that he's like, well, I'm hand, I lost a hand. I My think last his name's last hook. name happens to be Hook. I
1: was just thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. so somebody, some know, writer was out late for lunch. Good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Happened to work out. I got a hook for a hand. My last name's Hook. I know. <It's laughs> I guess it was lines, you know? <laughs> 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 Oh shit! It's like Blackbeard. His last name was. It didn't go the way I thought it was going. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go that way at all At least you <laughs> abandoned ship
1: And it didn't go down with it I mean, That's didn't an important try. thing oh, to remember <laughs> Oh my god, that was like watching a puppy drown It's just like the look on your face <laughs> He, he grabbed the life raft I got a good
3: one, <laughs> no
2: took I Took advantage don't. of it yeah. oh, Jesus. I think sometimes An important weapon in anyone's arsenal Is their attire That's true Their right? apparel and I think we should start helping our listeners in this field. It's only fair. I mean, clothing maketh man. I think we should, yeah. Um, dress for success, they, they say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, going out to a job interview, you want to look good. And Candare's going to help you look good. Society6.com forward slash CandarePod. Head over there and grab yourself a Candair t-shirt.
1: Guaranteed to get you that job. That next big interview you got coming up. You want the world to know... You're an up-and-comer. You're a real go-getter. Mm-hmm. You're there to win. There to succeed. Mm-hmm. How better? Show them you listen to Canned Air, What podcast better of champions. weapon to conquer society than attire? Let them know you're crushing it. Let them
2: know you're <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Let them know that you're defined by a t-shirt. That's right. Your whole life. Your whole world. Once again, society6.com forward slash canned air pod. You'd be a fool not to. What else we got on there, Jack? What are, there's coffee mugs. Clothes.
3: Do, do we have pillows There's now? There's a robot pillow. Oh, Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Fancy. Yeah, that. I just added that yesterday. Cool. Robot pillows. Is it a floor <laughs> pillow? <laughs> What's that? Is it a floor pillow? Yes. Yeah. So no no bed. Not a bed pillow. No yeah, bed
1: pillows. We, just we need board. a body pillow with that <laughs>
3: robot on <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots
2: of goodies over there. We uh, just throw a bunch of shit on there. Just There's throw the a drapes. logo on all kinds of stuff. Drapes.
1: Candad drapes. drapes. Candad mints. Dinner hmm? With the logo. Dinner like mints. Yeah.
2: I like it yeah. Salt and pepper shakers Let canned air Infiltrate your personal life Leggings <laughs>
1: Let <laughs> us Leggings.
2: in To your most secret places Yes In the shower In your dresser drawers Where else can we be? In their kitchen cabinets There you go As Bath well as house. in their ears So one more time Bathtails I like that you can dry... It. Well, I'm not even going to do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Society6.com forward slash pod. Go get some candam Moich. Let's open up the door to the comic vault. Jack, you weren't here last week. You want to go
3: first? Yeah, I got uh, catching up on the devil you know from Aces and 8 Prats. I think I had read three or four issues in. Like, there's five. He
2: had made it to hell and was well on his way to. Uh... Well, I better not describe. <laughs> Go ahead. So here's he how made, it ends.
3: He made friends do... with the dragon that he was fighting. Some demons flew. Was flying across the land. Come across the, a bunch of demons that were holding a bunch of people and other Cyclops' prisoners. Mm-hmm. So he came and killed all them. Made friends with the cyclopses. They took him to their town. He wakes up the next day with a naked Cyclops lady yes, that's and right. another chick. And he has no idea what he did because he was... We've a all been there, right? I mean, yeah. But then he he gets waking up. And they're like, come on, uh, Destroyer, they call him. And took him to meet their leader because he actually saved the prince of the Cyclopses. And then it goes into a lot of backstory of what what all happened, which is really cool about the whole story is... The land that they're in now, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like one of the realms of hell. There's like eight eight realms, I think, Mm -hmm. said something like that. Yeah,
0: nine. They're going by nine. Nine, Yeah, yeah,
3: that's what it is. He's in the first one, and they end up getting together this big plan because there's a portal that he needs to go to that humans have gone through, but they've never come back. And he's on his way to kill Satan, so they're devising this big plan to kill a bunch of uh, demons and get him to the portal. And I think that's about where I left off. It, but it's it's a really good book. I love the yeah. all the backstory on it, even though it may not go with religion, I guess. It's not real <laughs> religious heavy, I guess, but it takes parts of...
2: Right. It's not a book that, uh, I mean, obviously in the title, The Devil, you know you don't want to buy for uh, Little Timmy or... Yeah. yeah. Little, uh, insert generic girl name here. Uh Tina. Tina, thank you You're welcome <laughs> but, Got uh, your back Very much in the vein of heavy metal uh, magazine like, yeah. Back in yeah. the day like Lots of uh, explicit language Lots
1: of boobies yeah, it's nice Satanic boobies Even the art style is like, a little reminiscent in places uh, yeah, A little bit With,
0: Like guns and things like that
1: uh, I don't remember so much gun, no, but guns But very like, medieval Yeah setting.
2: Like uh, dragons and shit yep. like that. Wasn't there There was a whole scene where he, uh, like, tamed
3: a dragon. And yeah, that was, like, an issue, too. He yeah. came across a dragon, and the next thing you know, he's hanging out with him flying. That was Aces and Eights Press, right? Yep. Yeah, check it out. It was cool. W- one part when uh, he gets woken up from partying the night before, they're like, there's there's some uh, clothes you can wear over there. And he's like, well, I like the ones I had. Yeah. you are like, well, there's a bunch of rags. That was Versace. <laughs> so he puts on all this gear And he's like I look like He-Man And they're like was He-Man a warrior He's like oh, kind of I guess I'd say something <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd, I'd say he was the most powerful man in the universe I mean,
2: yeah. A master Of the universe if mm-hmm. you will Exactly. <laughs>
1: I've been told That he has the power
2: Yeah that's what I hear <laughs> Very cool The devil you know Aces and eights press and that's the letter A, the letter A, the number eight, the number eight dot com, right? Or press dot Press, yeah. Very cool. Todd, would you like to go next? Um, all right. Uh, you know, you guys mentioned the
0: button with Batman number 21, and uh, when you said that, I was like, yeah, I'd like to talk about that, actually, too. What did you think of that?
1: I thought it was pretty wild. Um, I just read the first one, which... Ended a little abruptly for me. It seemed like yeah. right when I was getting into it, it was like, "Oh, and you're done. Better pay for the next issue." I'm like, "Oh, jeez. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I mean, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I'm with you with that because you know, honestly, like when you when you first hear, you know, they're actually bringing Watchmen into the DC universe. You're like, it. it It's either going to be really good or it's going to be a dud. My
1: first thought was you've got like this oil and water combination. You know, you've got the campiness of standard, Mm. you know, DC fare, which is almost like safe in its way. The stakes get pretty high. There are catastrophic events, but there's always that comic book sort of safety net where you're like, well, in one way or another, this will get resolved. And Watchmen everything is final. People Mm -hmm. die, they're dead. Right. You know, because it's very much that setting grounded in reality in the sense that something fantastical is taking place in a mundane world, Mm -hmm. whereas I think most comic books, fantastical things happen in a fantastical world, you know. And maybe initially, there's that, you know, they sort of rub up against each other, but it's always reconciled in the end. Not so with Watchmen, where the existence of superhero or you know costumed adventurers and doctor manhattan never really jibes with the social norm it's it's always a point of conflict and the idea that they'd mix the two is interesting I, I was a little disappointed that through this first one you find it's it's more or less the result of some temporal instability it's kind of alluded to that you know time streams are crossing and getting out of shape uh, reverse flash makes an appearance Uh, He's somehow summoned by the radiation being given off by that bloody comedian button that was embedded in the wall, and uh, a fight ensues between him and Batman, and um, you get the impression it's some dimension-hopping kind of thing, which always feels to me like kind of a cop-out, but I understand that's... That's standard issue when it comes to the comic book world. There always be cross dimensional anomalies, and that's how to explain this, that, and the other thing. I tell you I what, mean, I don't, it was, or was it the Speed
3: Force that he was locked
1: That, in? that was the fa- It was what, the Speed oh, Force. So yeah, it created some
3: distortion in the Speed, speed Force. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I read the Flash, the first couple issues of the Flash Rebirth that brought it up to the button in Batman's Gotcha.
1: 18. Okay.
0: I mean, what I think, you know, now personally, you know, going forward with it. I think that the only characters I really want showing up from Watchmen are Ozymandias and Dr. Manhattan because, I mean, Rorschach, the Punisher take him out. It would oh, sure. be so easy to take out. It's, it's nothing. And obviously, like, Dan and Laurie are older and out of shape, and mm-hmm. you've got like, Blue Beetle could easily take care of him, Black Canary, boom. The only ones that you – I would love to see a matchup between Batman and Ozymandias.
1: That might be the only other character who operates at Batman's same level in similar ways. You know, always very long game, willing to put forth billions of dollars in R&D to fulfill his plan. You know, someone who's gadget focused yeah. on top of peak physical conditioning. It seems like their their portfolio is similar enough. How many uh, issue arc is this? That's a good question. As I'm not think, sure.
0: This is, I think, supposed to be like the first like lead in to the opening of it. Um, I think it's all going to come together in, like, a big... They're building towards some big event. Obviously.
1: So this isn't just, like, a quick gimmick, like Power Rangers and Justice League or... No, no, I, I, I don't think so. I get the vibe. This is very much a direction they're going in. So they're going to keep they, them in the universe. I would people- imagine so. Wow.
0: I think what happened is, like, Dr. Manhattan at the end of uh, Watchmen said, you know, he was going to create life, and you would see, and who's to say he can't go find, you know, parallel dimensions in the 30 years that have passed since 1985, and who's to say that Ozymandias, now, now that he's not thinking about war, starts looking and, and discovers stuff like that, because of the, of the two characters in Watchmen that would make the discovery of the multiverse, it would be them. Oh,
1: sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Night Owl's smart, but he's an engineer more than a scientist. You know, he builds interesting things. He's not out to prove any theorem, you know. Ozymandias is the one kind of pushing the boundary a little.
0: Yeah, and I think that they it's not unrealistic that maybe they even talk after what happened.
1: Who knows? And, and, and that's the thing is there's so much room for speculation right now. It's almost futile to speculate because I, I find in situations like this, I'll obsess over, oh, what's it going to mean? What's going to happen here? What if these two meet? And then the end result is always so different from what I imagined. It doesn't matter anyway. You know, I will tell you, though, my favorite thing about this comic is at the conclusion of the fight between Reverse Flash, who was beckoned there by some rift in the Speed Force, and Batman, um, Reverse Flash gets sucked away. Through there's some kind of flash, some anomaly. He's gone. When he comes back, he's in the process of being disintegrated by some lucent blue energy, kind of Manhattanesque. And the last words he says are, "I have seen God," and then he collapses dead. You know, half incinerated. Hmm. And I'm like, "Uh, that's some shit." You know. It's <laughs> like, it makes me think, uh,
2: Doctor Manhattan, you know, being an unstoppable force like he is, yeah. and Batman being about the most unstoppable force DC <laughs> right. has to offer. Who would win that fight? I'd decide, uh, go for Mister Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, or, he can just hold out his hand and obliterate Batman like that. It's, yeah, how many times can? Uh, wow, that's that's a good matchup right there. Yeah, I can't think of any other person you put Batman up against that you just put, oh Batman wins. Right, even the whole no,
0: Batman. and Aussie Man just it's it. it. There is that, you know, you're, you're, there's doubt with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once again, as a wrestling fan, you know, the big thing isn't, you know, that if the matches are real or fake, it's if you can create doubt in the story. And once you have that doubt, you kind of play on and manipulate that. And I think that this this whole thing with the Watchmen coming in, or Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias coming in, hopefully Ozymandias, um that first I think people would be disappointed if it's not them because I don't see how you can tease something like this in the way they're doing it and not follow through Sure, but you know because of what they did in Watchmen um, because of what we've seen he can do, both these guys can do, it really does put doubt in there we don't know what Dr. Manhattan's like now, I mean, because Watchmen it was time specific 1985, 1986 mm-hmm 30 years later who knows what they're like now yeah
2: i mean he could have uh, in those 30 years learned some great truths and you know looks at it human life even more insignificant now
1: maybe there's even some limit his, you know, he has his intrinsic field subtracted, or whatever it was that made him who he is. Maybe there's there's a finite level of manipulation he can perform. He's at the point where he can no longer obliterate things on a whim or create mm-hmm. new matter out of nothing. You know, it's it, it could be that he's winding down or fizzling Energy out. Kind of dip, yeah, yeah, I mean, even, after even stars while. die. Yeah, it's true.
0: Man, I mean, I I see him more as actually getting. More powerful. He's able to, you know, because the DC universe is, you know, the vibrational frequencies. I think he finds the bleed. I think he sees this universe and sees what's going on in it and decides, you know, and that the superpowered beings maybe. That there shouldn't be so many, and he starts manipulating things. Who knows? I mean,
2: yeah, and I mean, in comics, if the possibilities are quite literally endless as to what could happen, yeah, yeah.
1: won't know for sure
2: until it does happen. And I'm excited to see when it uh, does. That sounds awesome. It's did cool. That first one just come out, or I'm not certain yeah. when it came out. It did.
1: Oh, well, I guess Flash I, Flash
0: comes out this week.
1: I was prepared to say, like, I'm sure I'm the last person to read this thing, but no, I guess I kind of got in on that. Oh, yeah, I didn't on know the it was ground still going on, because nice. it seems like a while ago. since like, I know, right? That's the
2: reason I suspected, like, oh, this must have been out for well, a while. I remember while. talking about this vaguely a long time ago, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, when Rebirth came out, because that was the big thing at the end of it. It was like, you know, Wally's back then, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? We're pulling Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: right. Yeah, because I remember seeing the button, I was like, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a big
1: deal. I was That's like,
0: awesome. And, you know, it could also be a good commentary about creator and creation, because Alan Moore keeps talking about how DC just keeps going back to the well with his stuff, and how Dr. Manhattan is one of the guys that sort of... And Watchmen is one of the books that made comics, you know, darker, and made it to the point where, where I think people started, you know, in the industry started forgetting that they also make comics for kids. They... They started to. They they didn't focus as much on you know resupplying the restocking the fridge rather than just you know prolonging you know an already there audience.
1: Sure, you write for uh, wherever the money is, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So uh, that what was that called again? Just button? Uh, It's rebirth. The button part one. Part one. Cool. All right. Uh, So Todd, what is it that uh, you have to talk about?
0: Um, couple things. First, I mean, since we're talking about comics, maybe some things from the past, I was actually thinking about um, G.I. Joe number 66, which to me is, like, a great way to end a storyline. It it probably is one of the best endings ever. You see, what happened was, for three issues before, like, three or four issues before, Stalker, Snowjob, and Quick Kick are sent on this mission to retrieve an agent in the in this communist country barovia um it turns out that the government made a swap and they're captured and sent to a gulag um and the joes are told you cannot go after them they're being written off we're letting them ride and that doesn't sit well with snake eyes so after we see like you know something an issue where there's life in the gulag um Snake, Eyes and Scarlet go to help a blind man in Granada as they go through landmines, and it blows up, and they vanish without a trace. Technically, they de- declared de- um, dead, allowing them to go to Barovia to get Stalker b- back. In the meantime, as this story is happening, Cobra Commander gets shot by one of his agents and, and replaced. By the time we hit Issue 66 um... Storm Shadow has found out. And he brings Billy and G- Jinx with him after he sees the blind man was the blind master. So issue number 66, it's the ninjas storming this gulag. And just, y- you see the soldiers just getting taken out, like, in a snap. Um, there was this one commandant who was uh, basically always challenging Stalker, saying, I want you to make a run for it because I'm going to hunt you like an animal. And he, <laughs> and he would go out and actually hunt uh, prisoners and bring them tied to the front of his uh, car like animals. And there's just this great scene where at, where the um, where some of the soldiers beat up this guy, Boris, who's like the rat. And they're like, hardly any sport at all. Then all of a sudden, Storm Shadow shows up. Turns out the license like, if it's sport you want, here you go, and then just shoots out the lights, and then you just hear the sound effects, you know, of just mm-hmm. the ninjas decimating these guys. Then finally, um, Stalker, this guy, the white clown, helps them, and Stalker gets into, um, and Stalker's like, wait. So he turns the, he takes his gun, he points it at the, at the commandant, they fire, Stalker gets him right in the head. Wow. It's a great shoot.
3: That sounds awesome.
0: But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nothing um, like
1: G.I. Joe Ninjas. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. i never really what, kept up with the comic books, but I did love me some G.I. Joe back in the day. Now, is that a newer series you're talking about?
0: Uh, No, this is actually the classic Marvel series. If we're going to talk oh, nice. about current, current things...
2: No, no, you don't have to talk about current things. I was just curious.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought of off the top of my ha- head. I was actually going to bring up another subject that... Um, get my thoughts out on another subject that I think I right now needs to be said about you know, the current state of comics. The whole secret empire thing.
1: Captain America as a Hydra agent, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. That, oh. oh.
0: You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I read the first issue and honestly thought it was boring. Um, <laughs> did anybody read it? Or? No, I no, wanted to. Actually i actually mean,
1: considered reading it for this comic book.
2: The, if I... Re- I'm not mistaken, I mean there was a, on the cover it was him like in his Captain America gear, but yeah, all done torn up torn out. like the. You uh, see the Hydra logo. Yeah, yeah. 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 they looked awesome. It looked stimulating, but you're <laughs> saying it wasn't good, huh?
0: I, I, I was. It, it was just a giant info dump on how basically Cap finally makes his move and they take over. But the way people have been reacting to this story, I think they're overreacting. I think
2: you know. What, just that they don't like to see their character in that likeness, or
3: he's always been evil?
0: Yeah, the whole you've always been evil thing, where there's a Cosmic Cube involved. Um, The Cosmic Cube being involved, you know, tends to tell you that he was not always like this, and that eventually it's going to be fixed. And just the the amount of stuff they give to Nick Spencer over it, I think, is just...
2: So this is like main storyline stuff. This isn't like a what if or like a side story. This is like they're finding out in the main story Captain America has always been Hydra. Yes. No kidding. So are we talking the Falcon version?
0: Nope, no, Steve, it's Ro- Steve
3: Rogers. Yeah.
2: <sighs> okay. <laughs> so we're we're back to Steve Rogers Cap now because last I remembered He got his powers taken And, and then was, became yeah. old and then died And then Falcon So we're back to Steve Rogers again So like yeah. all through the Secret Wars All that crap that pushed yeah. me away from Marvel <laughs> I watched Cap die twice I mean I watched he was assassinated after the Civil War yeah. A year after the Civil yeah, War which was Phenomenal That was a great, great uh, year to be in the comics right there Yeah Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead.
0: No, I I was just agreeing with you, yeah. But um, like I said, I I, I feel like, you know, the Secret Wars was kind of like sort of the jumping off point, I think, because I don't think you can get much bigger than that. Yeah. And
2: Secret Wars was really about where I think, at least I did. I don't know about you, Jack, but... That and the, uh, what was it, the battle world Battle world and yeah, all that was coming around crazy. I was like, oh, okay guys, I'm going to have to leave for a while You know, maybe we'll catch up
3: down the road but I knew that new Iron Man would, It was uh, Riri Johnson or whatever he name was mm-hmm. I got that one just to see what that was about And that was pretty cool, but I didn't follow yeah, it Yeah, and I, I'm
2: enjoying uh, Laura Kinney's Wolverine I mean, I've only glanced in But everything I've seen looks good But, uh, I don't know Maybe I have oh, a touch base in there again
0: I like what they're doing with Thor. That's been fun. And it looks like I especially loved when Epstein did that run where it was like where the the League of Realms came back together and went in to free the Queen from uh, Malekith. I thought that was a fun, very fun story. So
2: I am was Cap coming back a result of Battleworld, because I feel like we still had Falcon Cap after Battleworld.
0: Like if, how- I'm, if i'm correct i'm, I'm just assuming because i really am not following um i think him coming back was a result of the the assault on pleasant hill thing because that's where this all begins where there's like a living cosmic cube there and the red skull gets it and i guess brings him back and then just alters the history and what not, you know
2: oh i see and then that's how he's a hydra agent
0: yeah, and that's, why, and that's why he's a Hydra.
2: I
3: see. Okay. That does sound kind of cool. So then he wasn't always bad. It was
1: the cube change reality. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. The cap we love, so cool. Right. <laughs> cool. Everything's fine, everybody. Just calm down. <laughs> calm
2: down, everyone. It's all going to be okay. Well, cool. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's what I'm saying. It's all going to be okay. Now people like, you know, are writing articles about, you know, how could they do this? And it's like, it's it's, it's a storyline. Come on.
2: I love when comic artists, especially when you're going mainstream comics, break the mold and do something like what you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, come on. I mean, the first, first thing to look at is a comic book. It's always going to go back to the way it was. I, I mean, we were just sitting here talking. He's been dead how many times? Yeah. And here we are, yeah. back to Steve Rogers. But... um it's all cyclical. Yeah, um, I, I give big props to anyone who's willing to make big changes like that because that you have to know that you're going to get an onslaught of sure. oh, the absolutely. backlash. Yeah, of uh, backlash from that. Like I, like in the turtle series a few years ago when they killed Donatello off for an issue, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they made it look final, and that was the one of the first times in comics because, like I said, it looked final that I was like, wow. Like, I am feeling for this character who's just been killed. I didn't follow the comic, and I was pretty... Yeah. But then I was really bummed. Oh, he's still alive in the next issue. We, we're He's clinging to life, but we're, you know... Okay, he's as good as still alive. <laughs> it but
0: <is> <laughs>
2: they should have killed him off. Yeah, he's a lot of people's favorites, and a lot of people have been pissed. But just think of that storyline... Oh, I just would have gone down in history, don't you yeah. think? Mm-hmm. Just have some balls, you know? Stick yeah. Stick to your guns.
0: The aftermath of it, you know, would be...
2: Yeah, like you see them mourn, life goes on, they keep getting in their trouble, but you see them coping without Donatello throughout the whole thing, because that's one thing I've always thought about. Don's the brains. He's the guy behind all of their elixirs all the mutagens. He does machines. All of the machines he does <laughs> machines. And if they didn't have that, what a disadvantage they would be Yeah. At. You know, without Mikey, okay, there's someone there not fucking stuff up. Without Raph, there's no bull in a China shop attitude, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: Without Donnie,
1: that's a huge He's got three schmucks going around picking fights. Huge like you'd have disadvantage. To
3: step up and grow up a little bit and
1: yeah. Get a skill, I guess. No
3: more uh,
2: battering ram trash
3: trucks or, you know, <laughs> none of that stuff.
0: No, no, no turtle van.
2: Yeah, come on. What we need the turtle van.
0: What about the turtle blimp?
2: Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) The most practical of vehicles. I'm
2: going to have to uh, throw a bucket of water on the fire that is this conversation, because if you get me talking about turtles, I'm not going (laughs) to stop. So with that, we're just going to turn our attention over to Jack for a segment we haven't done for a while. Let's uh, get right into... Real Real World Heroes.
3: Jack, who do we have this week? We have... Shoot. oh, Oh, there's that. Ryan... Caiampoli, Kiam- C A I, M P O L I, C A I, yeah, C I A, sorry, Caiampoli, I guess. Well,
2: they can't right. be a hero if we can't spell his yeah. pronounced the name right. Anyway, anyway Ryan, names, but they always <laughs> kill
3: me. Ryan from Ryan C, Harrison, Arkansas. And this just happened yesterday or the, within the last few days. Oh, really? Wow. But he was driving down the freeway behind a, I want to say short bus, but more like a charter bus, the little short ones that you see mm-hmm. driving around. And he's a volunteer fireman or a paramedic, but he had a dash cam, so everything was recorded. I'll be able to put this on video, video on the website. But he was driving behind this bus when all of a sudden the back door swung open and a four-year-old girl was hanging off of the, the Oh, hammers. my God. And she ended up, she was holding on, but she ended up letting go and fell onto the ground. And he stopped and you know made sure she was okay. She, had a, I guess, she busted her jaw, but oh. she's okay. But he could have rolled right over. No kidding. But the damn bus just kept going too. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> heard what happened. Like, don't those things usually have an alarm on the back door when it opens
1: or anything? Yeah, they either have an alarm. Or they've we got a kids, deadline. So to they the kidneys.
0: Nowadays, yeah. If you if you open the emergency door, it's like yeah, an alarm goes off.
2: Yeah, when we were kids, though, they, they didn't, because well, we'd sit in the back bus and fuck with that, oh, really? with that lever. Yeah. <laughs> I never touched
3: that thing. Just I do not yeah. fall out of the back of the bus. I mean, our,
2: the most advanced thing we had on school buses when I was a kid were the the box camera at the front with, like, the little mirror. Yeah, The yeah. one-way
1: mirror on the front. Like, you better be, hey, there's a camera in this box. <laughs> I remember whenever I got on the bus, I used to stare directly at the camera without blinking for as long as I could. Just so if there's like some guy reviewing the footage, he's like, what's wrong with this kid? <laughs> I don't think you'd have to do Is that. Is this real? <laughs> he
2: keeps trying to suck
1: his own cock. <laughs>
3: <laughs> his head just disappears behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> oh oh Jesus. my God.
3: Saints for service.
0: Don't moon the people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Typically, Ryan said he wouldn't have moved the girl, because, but since they were on a highway. Yeah. Got her up and got her to safety, but she's doing alright. She should make a full recovery. The bus driver know yet? I don't know. That's, I <laughs> couldn't see anything. There was nothing in the articles that I, about the whole bus driver part. I don't know what that deal was about. Man. And, and for that, Ryan C.,
2: you have found a spot on our wall of justice in the
1: Hall of Heroes. And it'll be great, because we'll spell his name, and it won't be dependent on yeah. us <laughs> pronouncing it. This, this is a good
2: point, yes. yes. So... Uh, Good eye there, Ryan, and, uh, yeah, keep up not rolling over four-year-olds, I Wait, guess. what if Dude. that
1: was the bus from Speed, and if he slowed down, the whole thing would have exploded?
2: <laughs> no?
1: I, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I need stop things dead. for you. effort, Jake. I hey. give you a E for
3: effort. Thanks. I'm going to go home and eat <laughs> a gun. Okay. <laughs> a little dramatic, but I... Better than your penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. With that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over <laughs> to Todd. Is
1: behind us, though? <laughs> uh,
2: we've got another 10-15 here, so it could come up again. That's entirely <laughs> up to you, though. Let's turn our full attention over to Todd Matthew and talk about robots versus princesses. Thanks so much again for being with us, Todd.
0: Hey, my pleasure. This has been fun.
2: Good, I hope so. I hope uh, <laughs> you don't feel compelled to take a shower when you're done talking to us. <laughs> but, uh, so, tell us a little bit about Robots versus Princesses.
0: Well, um, it's an all-ages comic. I'm guessing a lot of parents are going to be listening to this instead of children. Right?
2: Boy, I hope not after all that
1: <laughs> cocksucking conversation we had. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. After
0: all that cocksucking. <laughs>
2: I cool down with a can of candy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue.
0: Yeah. Um. Basically, what it is, is it's Transformers versus Disney princesses, not actual ones.
2: Two great tastes that taste great together. They really do. They really and, do.
0: You know, basically, the sh- long and short of it is about we start off with Princess Zara, who goes looking for dragons, because she needs to have an animal for her uh, big midsummer festival where you sing and make animals clean up messes and stuff like that. And then there's a a small robot named Wheeler who unfortunately is a member of the evil robot side who runs away and um, his master, Tyrannus, decides to hunt him down. He meets Zara. Um, Her song turns him into a robot dragon and uh by the time we get at first they're going to be friends but then by the time we get to the midsummer recital all hell's going to break loose trust me.
2: now that's a cliffhanger oh. <laughs> <laughs> i like that and um it was really cool to see the, the just the title, Robots versus Princesses, it's, it's out there. It's like the first time you heard Plants versus Zombies yeah. or something like that. Yeah, what? But
1: it's a uh, game that <clears throat> everyone with siblings has played at one point.
2: Yeah, but it, it's something that uh, once you look at it, you're like, you can see it naturally kind of does go together in its yeah. own way, in a way you never thought of, but it, it, that's what makes it great. Another thing you kind of pointed on that I think uh, makes sh- this comic good is that it appeals to both. Uh, guys and gals it, it makes me think of the uh mcdonald's happy meals where they do hot wheels and barbies like there's something <laughs> for everyone there you know
0: it's the same thing <laughs> know. Uh, so, they're, they're, their stories are intertwined
2: so i read online that the idea for this came to you while helping a first aid or excuse me helping a first grade teacher out
0: yes i did yes it did let's
2: hear Actually. that little story i'm curious
0: Basically, I was working, um, I was a building sub at Columbus Elementary School in New Rochelle And I, um, just basically, I was helping out one of my friends, who was a teacher, Miss Amber, and I I was assigned in her class, and it was the end of the year So the kids were finishing up an assignment, and when they had them, she had them finish They had these two, um, she had these, uh, coloring pages Robots for the boys, princesses for the girls
2: and ah, there you go.
0: It kind of just hit me. And then from there, it's like, all right, robots versus princesses. That could be cool. Then it's like, all right, wait, that is cool. All right, how do we make this work? And then I started thinking of, okay, well, who are the robots? Who are the princesses? Why are they separated? What brings them together? All, the, all those questions you need to have kind of answered before you actually set down to even write anything. So basically, this was running through my head for a while, and finally, I, I felt I had enough substance and enough substance that lasted in my head that I started writing it down and kind of outlining things. And then um, I actually drew a map. That don't worry that my my the map that we're putting as a Kickstarter reward is much better than the one I drew. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, basically, once I got that together, I started thinking about their backgrounds, you know, where they're from, their world, you know, like their kingdoms, what their kingdoms are like. Um, And, you know, ultimately, what brings them together? I mean, with the princesses, I decided to have them all be—I decided that there's a central city where the family—where one family from each kingdom, which is usually the king and queen— come there and serve as high king and queen for a period of five years so it rotates and the queen teaches like a princess finishing school where she teaches uh the princesses how to be proper princesses in which our lead character Zara um is notably the misfit student
2: yeah I saw that in the uh, the preview issue where they're like in, I can't remember the name of the girl like Clarissa or something she's gonna these animals are gonna help her like put a dress together, or something to that effect.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, Clarie. Actually, the queen's daughter is, is the character Penelope, who is basically Zara's opposite, and they have arguments all the time. Clarice is Zara's best friend, and Artilia is. She 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 really grew when I was writing the story. Um, I really found like you know she's. She's one that I. She's a character I want to explore a lot more when I get the opportunity to, hopefully.
2: So, how uh, how far do you see this story playing out? Are we looking just like a like a mini series, or do you see it just going for the ne- inevitable future? How long do you want this uh, story arc to play out?
0: I've got about. I have little outlines for at least four miniseries. Oh, nice. We've, I mean obviously there's the first one that we're doing but then after the events that end in this one we'll go immediately into the second one and then we're going to go then that will lead into a third and then it will it, it, the big ending I'd want to see is there's just going to be a very big blow off with um in the fourth one between you know magic and technology and it'll be fun that I also have fun. for a side story that I'd like to do um I'd like to do a prequel to it um, You'll learn about those events In the in the first four issues And I kind of want to do this Fun little side story Where uh, Penelope has to Go back to Her kingdom But is being pursued by a wicked queen Who wants her beauty And the knight protecting her is Gunner The uh, robot That carries the big gun And the beard He's a cool
3: looking robot
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just just the the, the Trigger Happy Cowboy robot and the proper and prim princess versus just about every single like fairy tale scheme that you could throw at him. I mean just it's going to be that that would that's a story I kind of want to tell. Um but with this one it's mostly just, you know, the showdown and every issue kind of is um structured where it's like, you know, this is what happens in the first issue. Next issue is going to be like the initial assault, and then number three is regrouping, and, and then number four is going to be the big battle. And we found a way to get the princesses into the robot's weight class, which is going to be fun. <laughs> and, and yes, there will be princesses songs in there.
1: <laughs> oh
2: man, you need a you have need a an accompanying CD with with uh, the songs. The song hey, on there like the yeah. Disney princesses, yeah. Maybe, so,
0: maybe if, I could, if I if we raise enough money, that might be an, an extreme stretch goal.
2: I was going to say a stretch goal reward. Now I, I did want to touch on that uh, with you next. The Kickstarter, which is uh, going to uh, hopefully fund this project. One, one, when can we expect the Kickstarter to launch approximately? And Two, what kind of uh, rewards are you going to be offering to backers?
0: All right. Uh, we're hoping, I'm hoping right now that we can do it around, you know, mid-May. Oh, you know, nice. Because I'm hoping, because I basically, I, you know, basically most of it, the stuff I need is done. I just need to get final approval from someone. And, um, yeah, we'll go right into it. I mean, my wish is to have it ready by New York Comic Con, because, um We'll hope and we'll see what happens, but um, there. But right now, what we wanna do is, um, we're looking at a $5,000 goal to fund the first issue and every anything else would be towards um, the later issues. Um, the other thing, as for rewards, we've got some variant covers coming from um, Andrea Tame, who is this artist that I met at New York Comic Con, and she's just, her stuff is beautiful. I I just can't um, stress enough how beautiful her art is, and I was lucky to get her to do, you know, one cover because she's so busy. Nick, my artist, who designed the robots based on, um, who designed the robots and the world and the princesses, and is the interior artist, Nicholas Chappois. can't believe I, I can't I can't praise him enough in his work. Um, he's working on something that might be a good stretch goal. Um, we're going to have uh, printable paper dolls based on Nick's designs. That's something we're gonna have as a digital reward. Uh, variant covers for, also from Rod Espinoza for, of The Courageous Princess, and Sean Von Gorman from totag Tag Riot and Pawn Shop did a uh, variant for us.
2: That's going to be cool to see some of these variant covers. Uh, The preview you sent us looks absolutely gorgeous. And I got to give a hats off to your uh, artist team there, too, because this topic matter, you know, robots versus princesses, I feel like, you know, bringing two, oh man, this is hard to explain, two such opposites together also require bringing two. Different forms of art together, you know, a princess, especially if you're trying to nail the aspect of like a Disney
1: princess, requires very specific uh, art style. You it know it demands I mean? an adaptable sort of talent, one who can take the best elements of both and make it right. look. but it's not even that
2: same art style
1: that's creating the princess that's going to be
2: used on a robot. You got to go some. Does that make sense? Yeah, what I'm no. Saying?
1: You've got these disparate elements. And you've got to have them side-by-side side without making them look absurd next to each other.
2: And, yeah. and maintaining their own defining characteristics. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I had him look to, I guess, like, you know, anime, robots, you know, and basically said, all right, got to make us so that these two look like they're in the same thing. So, um, and he, he struck that balance very well. I um, would say
2: so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's, and they, they look like they belong with each other. Wheeler, Especially Wheeler and Zara, which is good. I really wanted to emphasize the eyes because I feel like, you know, eyes are the windows to the soul, and that sure. really makes for some good expressions. So,
2: yeah, and, we've, know, we've seen some uh, books in the past where, if I mean, if you don't get the eyes right, yeah. the rest of it's off. You could have the most gorgeous-looking girl drawn there if her eyes are crossed. She ain't gorgeous anymore.
1: <laughs> Ever seen a shark's eyes, Chief? whole cold and lifeless. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, but um, the main thing is, you know what I wanted? I wanted, you know, the stuff with the princesses. In the beginning, it's all nice and fantastic and whimsy. In the robot world, it's basically war on Cybertron. But the main thing I wanted was that my villains be a little terrifying. And because I think that the best villains, you know, you got to see when they show up, you have to know their bad news. Right. No matter what the motivation is that you got to know either way even if he's sympathetic he's bad news he's not a guy you want to meet mess with and Tyrannus is, is that villain
2: some uh, sinister looking robots in there that was, that was for mm, sure they no looked awesome yep. so uh you said mid-may on this and um in the meantime where can people go to uh check out robots versus princesses or you just check out what you have going on
0: Uh, They can go to robotsversusprincesses.com and sign up there for our newsletter. There you go. Um, And when you sign up uh, for the newsletter, you'll get, like, a couple free books. Uh, There's a sign-up form that comes up when you click. Um, I'm about to start the uh, Princess Diaries and Robot um, War Journals up again that I was doing um, as, like, a weekly thing where you'd get, like... Basically, you'll get like a princess diary, um, which is like what's happening at the palace in the minds of one of the characters, how they're reacting to one of Zara and Penelope's fights, um, etc. Something like that. Whereas the Robot War Journal, it's actually going to be chronicles of their battles. And um, I thought that's actually just that's a fun way to build the world, actually, to give us a background to kind of make it a bit of a richer read for people so that they can Mm -hmm. go on and get more stuff. You know, in the meantime, while they're waiting, plus it'll allow people to get to know the characters beforehand, so they have more of an emotional stake in them when they read. Right. The book.
2: I don't think you'll have any trouble getting people uh, to take interest in this book. It looks like it's just going to be a natural success. I would think. What about you guys? No
3: question. I like it, yeah. yeah One thing strong, you gotta do at
2: conventions is get uh, some, like, team robot, like, gray there team you go. robot shirts <laughs> you and get a few team beat. princess shirts. Start rallying
1: your... Big skirmish in the yeah, center. rallying yeah. your readers. Yeah, that's, uh, that's actually um, something I was
0: doing. Um, that's gonna be a hashtag. I'm gonna see about getting buttons made for that. There you go. Uh-huh. So... Uh, yeah that could be um, yeah that's definitely an idea I want to do I want to pass those out team robot team princess
2: yeah you Fine. definitely should for sure now do you have a, a uh, Twitter handle as well
0: yes it's at Todd C. Matthew
1: there we are I'm not sure how I'll remember that but we'll see what we can do
0: <laughs> I, I tweet a lot about wrestling Actually, I think
1: I uh,
2: followed you on there. or Maybe, Jake, you did. But uh, j- just for the listeners at home, I wanted them to be able to check you out as well. Uh-huh. Well, Todd, I want to thank you uh, so much for taking time to be with us today. hope you've had some fun. And when that Kickstarter has launched, let us know, and uh, we'll pump it out to our listeners the best we can, man.
1: It's what we okay. do.
0: Thank you.
2: Jack, what do we
3: have on the website? Go to com, where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes, See the Wall of Justice, check out some of the videos from our YouTube page, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work,
1: send us an email on our contacts page. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at Pod, and on Instagram as at Canned underscore Air. We got all kinds of entertaining stuff for you there. Uh, links to our Society Six site where we've got all kinds of top quality merch for your perusing pleasure. And uh, all types of jokes and promotions and whatnot. So you know, go ahead and follow us. Yeah, we do. That we do,
3: Jake. You find out a lot about the founder, Tobias. The Tobias long Canned, story yeah.
1: history of Tobias Can that most resolute and brilliant of men. Quite a grown up that boy had. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we all have skeletons in our closet. <laughs> Don't forget to head over to the
2: YouTube page. Check out some of the panels we have. There's a panel with Millie Bobby Brown, who played Eleven from Stranger Things, which was really awesome. Uh, Also a panel from Anthony Mackie. Ray Park. Uh, Ray Park. Darth uh, Amy Jo Johnson, the Pink Ranger. Yeah, we got some good ones on there. So check those out, and also keep an eye out. Uh, like I said, we're going to be uploading some stuff here in the future. No, we keep saying that with uh, nothing showing up yet, but it's coming.
3: Just hold tight, it's coming. If you knew how to do it, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah, it takes work. And we already got jobs. Besides, what have you done lately? Yeah. Nothing. So not far up. back, I do oh. see nothing on your page.
2: <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collie. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon.
0: I'm Todd Mathy.
2: Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: on fire I need to
2: get help do it from outside blowtorch whenever there's a fire in your house be sure to get outside immediately and once outside get on candarepodcast.com well thanks for the tip blowtorch but just one question what about the fire and no one is half the battle G.I. Joe
1: these guys talk about dicks too much mad magazine advertising mascots b movie posters and cartoons